It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the crew of blindandroidusers.com. Kick back, relax, and enjoy another fine episode from these Google fanboys and gals as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here are your hosts. Hello and welcome to episode 102 of the Blind Android Users Podcast. I'm Ed Green and I'm joined today by my co-hosts, Austin Pinto, Doug Cameron, John Dyer, Fee Dunn, and maybe or maybe not, Warren Carr. We're coming to you on Saturday, uh, the 19th of November, 2022. In this episode, uh, in our Android Basics section, which will follow our usual announcements from Austin, we're going to be looking at some of the settings in passwords and accounts. We then have our uh, usual segment from Mariam about the commentary screen reader. And we close with a tip of the week from John Dyer about working out which song is playing using the Google Assistant. Warren's unfortunately experiencing internet connections at the, uh, problems at the minute, so he may, or, he may or may not join us. But how are the rest of you? John, what's going on in Virginia? Not too much. I've had a pretty good week. I'm. I've been sick the last couple of days, but it's nothing too bad. So just uh, life as usual here in Virginia. Oh, you feeling better? You're getting over it? Yeah, I think I'm on the other side of it. Yeah. Good. Austin, what's happening in Mumbai? Mumbai is becoming very cold. And today I visited a doctor regarding epilepsy and he said that I'm totally recovered. So that is a good news. Oh, that's very good news. And do we yeah. want to congratulate any uh, uh, 2020 cricket tournament winners? Over yeah, the past we want to congratulate England for winning the T20 World Cup. That is good. Yes, I think we should probably yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah, we should do it. Dugaboo, what's happening? You know, just freezing my ever-loving butt off. Short of that, not too, too much. Laughing that India lost the World Cup makes me kind of happy. <laughs> <laughs> Harsh. <laughs> no, actually, actually, Pakistan lost the World Cup. India well, lost, you in lost the semis to England. England so. yeah, yeah, the semis. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Pakistan is just slightly worse than India, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, iPhone, what's happening? Um, London's definitely colder than, than than it was, and we've had lots of rain and. Uh, some people have had localized thunder. I don't know whether if we did where I am, it um, it was when I was asleep, I think. Um, starting to have Christmas adverts on the telly now. Um, yeah, things are just... Uh, I'm carrying on with my training for preaching. Got some new services sorted out. I did a concert last week with a choir, which is why I wasn't here, and that was... That was good fun, and the audience seemed to enjoy themselves. So yeah, life is life is good. Nice, yeah. You say about Christmas, Katie Kins bought our first box of mince pies of the year last week. So uh, uh, I haven't had one yet, but they are now in the flat. Well, I had a Christmas pudding yesterday, a mini one. Yeah, because I prefer those to mince pies, and it was yummy. Yeah, and I like brandy pubs. cream. Lots of nice. brandy cream. Oh, brandy! I like brandy sauce because you can set the thing on fire, then, can't you? Which is quite good fun. Brandy but... sauce is good. Brandy butter, nah, too sugary. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. And our local pub started putting pigs in blankets on the menu, which are little sausages wrapped in bacon for anyone who, uh, I don't quite know how, how globally pigs and blankets travel. I suspect not much. So that's what they are, little, little sausages wrapped in bacon. And you always have them on roast turkey and stuff at Christmas time. So, Austin, what, what announcements have we got this week? What's been occurring? This week we have got a very nice news. We have started a Discord server for blind Android users. So everyone can join, talk about whatever you want. There are various channels. And all the old communication ways are still going to be there. So Discord server is a new way of communication. The link to join our Discord channel is at the end of the show notes. And also Doug has put in a guide on how to register for Discord using the Chrome browser. That also link will be at the end of the show notes. Excellent. And hopefully hopefully, uh, uh, discussions on Discord will be harmonious. I'm sure they will. And I think Warren might just have returned from the land of uh, uh, ISPJ. Are you back with us, Warren? My mic was muted. So now then, we turn to the Android Basics section and we continue our perambulation through the settings app. And we're going to talk all about some of the settings in passwords and accounts. But before we do that, Warren has recorded a little preamble to this segment. I am here now in the system settings and nestled between these two items. Safety and emergency. Emergency SOS. Medical info. Alerts. And... Digital well-being and parental controls, screen time, app timers, bedtime schedules. It's the segment we're looking at today, and that will be... Passwords and accounts, saved passwords, autofill, synced accounts. That's what we're looking at. This has a massive, massive importance, and we'll be talking about this as a crew, and we'll go into all that it has, and probably we'll talk over the next few weeks, as this is a very important part of the phone. And so we'll go through this as a general overview. We'll talk about all of that. And then over the next few weeks, we'll be going into each of those individual settings that is found within this area. I'll now tap here, so we'll go in and take a general overlook. Passwords and accounts. Navigate up. Button. Out of list. Showing items 1 to 11 of 16. I am here, and we here showing items, whatever, of 16. So in total, there may be like 15 items. Starting from the top, though, I'm going to go through the items here in this whole area, and then we'll focus on the first one for today. For now, here are the items that we find in here. We have... Passwords, heading, enlist. We got a heading for passwords, and in here we got... Google, M- We have Google... And that's probably the one we're going to look at today. And we keep going. Dashlane. Zero passwords. We got Dashlane. So if I had had other passwords in my Dashlane account, it would have told us as to how many passwords I have in there. I used to use Dashlane. I no longer use it, but I still have it. Next, we've got... Autofill service. Heading. Under the heading of the autofill service, here's what we got. So in the uh, passwords, we got Google and Dashlane. So if you have other password managers, they will be found underneath that heading. And under autofill, we've got the following. Google. 
we have Google. And to the right of that, we have the settings. Settings button. And that settings would be for the Google autofill. So in other words, if you go in there, you look at things like addresses, payments, and things like that. Accounts. We got the accounts, and that would be followed by your name or whatever. And below that, contact us at blindandroidusers.com. We got some other accounts that are associated with my name here. And there's contact us at blindandroidusers.com. Warcare at gmail.com. That's my email address. Duo. Meet. Got the Duo or Google Meet. Office. 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 Signal. 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 847 million. I think that may be Telegram. Blindroid users. Twitter. Blindroid users. That's our Twitter account. Add account. Add account. Automatically sync app data. Let apps refresh data automatically. Switch on. Automatically sync your data and let apps refresh automatically. That's turned on. And that would be the last item as that has to do with the syncing of stuff. So as you can see, that's the general overview of this area. And as you can see, there are several other items in here. As I indicated earlier, though, let's go back near the top and look into Google. Now we're in this area and it talks about the password manager. Password manager. And then to the right near the top. Settings button. It has settings, and above that is your username. Now, if we tap on these settings, we'll see what it will do. But let's continue from here to see the items that are found in the password manager area. Create, save, and manage your password so you can easily sign into sites and apps. Learn more. That's the learn more there. Next. Password checkup. Password checkup. So you could check to see which of your passwords have been compromised or have been breached. Next. Check your saved passwords to strengthen your security. All right. Next. Check passwords. You could check the passwords. Search. Or you could search for a particular app that you want to see its password. And below that search is... Add password button. Add a password. So in other words... You can actually go in here and create a login and a password for an app that you don't even have or you haven't even yet installed. So, for instance, if I tap here. Site. Edit box. Out of list. You will type the name of the site. For example, I'm a huge eBayer. So, I could type something like eBay.com or whatever and then. Select app. Button. I could tap here to go select the app that I would like to add the password to. Username. Edit box. And that would be the username below that. Password. Password. Edit box. And I'll put in the password. Show password. Button. Not checked. Of course, I could choose to show the password so I see what it is. And below that. Make sure you're saving your current password. And that's the last one. Of course, I haven't entered anything so... We don't have an OK or Save button. So I'm going to go back. Add Password button. And now that I'm back on this screen, if I go below here, are all of my apps that I have created passwords for. And you can go in here to change, for example. Account.live.com. Live.com. That's a Microsoft thing. Account.protonvpn.com. That's a ProtonVPN. Account.samsung.com. Samsung account. 
accounts.firefox.com. Firefox. So for example, let's say I want to change something in my Firefox account. Maybe I want to change the username. I want to delete it or whatever and recreate it or something to that sort. I could just tap in here. Enter your screen lock. Tap to cancel authentication button out of list. And so when you tap on one, of course, it wants to authenticate to be sure that indeed it's you who's trying to make the change. And so whether you have a pin or you have a fingerprint reader, you will just authorize or authenticate. I'm going to put my finger on the fingerprint reader. Authenticated. Tap to cancel authentication button. Google Play Services. Accounts.firefox.com. There we go. And going below there. I got warcare at gmail.com. Copy username button. I could copy my username. Reveal password button. I could tap here to reveal what the password is, just in case I wasn't sure what it is. Copy password button. Or I could copy that password or edit button. I could edit and that will take me to where I could change the username, change the password. For example, if I'm having troubles and I'm changing my password, this is where I'll go to change or make that change. Warcare at gmail.com. Edit box. Editing. Username. Out. I just tap on that edit, and so it places me in the edit field, and below that... Password. 11 characters. Edit box. I got 11 characters in there for my password. Now, though, I'm not making any change, and if I did, then near the top right, we would be finding the save button. But because I'm not doing anything to it, we're not going to find such a thing. So I'm going to go back. Google Play Services. Navigate up button. And now we continue from there. Check passwords in list. Search. And below there, you'll see all of my apps if I scroll down. App.battles.rumble.com. Wow. Discuss.com. Two accounts. iBroadcast. Login.m.bjs.com. www.payments.amazon.com. As you can see, there's lots and lots of, of passwords in here. Um, so, uh, I mean, I probably have over 300 things or more. So now I'm going to go back. Passwords and accounts. Google. M dash. Enlist. And that's the one that we're talking about today. And we'll be talking about the importance of these things having to do with our passwords and how we can go about managing those, as I've indicated. And now, if you are using a Samsung device, you'll find a different item here that may be a little bit similar, so nested in between. Safety and emergency. Medical info. Wireless emergency alerts. 19 of 36. And? Google. Google services. 22 of 36. Is the item that is? Accounts and backup. Manage accounts. Smart switch. 21 of 36. So in other words, nestled between that SOS and the Google accounts, is this one that simply says accounts and backup. I will now go ahead and tap here so you see what the differences are. Accounts and backup. Navigate up. Button. Out of list. And this says accounts and backup. And so in here we got accounts and backup. Manage accounts. One of 11. In list. 11 items. We got manage accounts. Samsung Cloud. Heading. 2 of 11. We got a Samsung Cloud heading. Backup data, 3 of 11. Backup data. Restore data, 4 of 11. Google Drive, heading, 5 of 11. We got a heading for the Google Drive. 
Backup data, 6 of 11. Smart switch, heading, 7 of 11. Another heading called a smart switch. Bring data from old device. Transfer data from an old phone or tablet including pictures, contacts, apps, and messages. 8 of 11. Next. External storage transfer. Backup your data to a USB storage device or restore backup data using smart switch. 9 of 11. Next. Looking for something else. And we got, are you looking for something else? Or reset. There's a reset, and this will have to do with things like resetting the phone or resetting your network connections or resetting some apps and things like that. And below that, we've got Samsung Cloud. Samsung Cloud, what things are backed up to the Samsung Cloud. And that would be the difference between this and the one I demonstrated earlier on my Pixel 7 Pro running Android 13 and TalkBack 13.0. This one on Samsung, however, I'm using it in the way of yesterday's wine, in the way of Samsung Galaxy S21 and TalkBack 13.0. Let me now turn things to the podcast crew as we discuss these items. And like I said earlier, we'll be going through a lot of this over the few coming weeks. Folks, let's talk about these things. Well, Warren, you asked for Crew's thoughts about that. Um, uh, what do you think? I mean, we're going to talk about some of the settings in here in a minute, but I'm interested in what you think in terms of the Google autofills capability as a password manager, especially now it has on-device encryptions versus third-party external ones, and whether you think people need a dash lane or a, a, a Bitwarden or a LastPass, or, or will Google do what you want? I exclusively use a Google one now for some reason because it meets my need um, at the moment. And however, it also does have that local encryption that is encrypted only on your phone. And that's the part we're going to look at today. So basically, we're going to look at the settings. I mentioned that settings in my preamble that we just heard. But then let's go into that settings, and I think it's important, and I am in that settings. And when you are in here, auto sign in. We have things like auto sign in. Automatically sign into websites using stored credentials. If disabled, you will be asked for confirmation every time before signing into a website. Then we got auto sign in, switch on. It has to be switched on. Password alerts. And Password alerts. So we're talking about if someone breaches or there's a breach on a site, for example, you'll be alerted. Google will notify you when your saved passwords are found online. Learn more. Okay. Password alerts. Switch on. And you've got to turn that on. Export passwords. And this is the part that I like because I, I tried like maybe 10 or 15 different password managers in the past. And some of them are so complicated. Um, the one that I like, is Dashlane because if all you do is just go to Google here and export it and Google lets you export those passwords and then you just go into Dashlane and import those passwords. The process is easy compared to the other ones that I tried. And so I like the fact that you can export these ones here as either a CSV or a CV, a CSV, I think, yeah. And you can just import that to whatever manager that you're using. Uh, some are more complicated, like I said, 
but I like the fact that this one has a way to export that. Make a copy of your passwords to use with another service. Okay. Export passwords button. And you tap there to export your password. Add shortcut to your home screen. To get here quicker, add Google Password Manager to your home screen. And so we're talking about instead of coming to system settings and then uh, going to accounts, passwords, autofill, and sync, you could just tap here and it'll ask you, hey, do you want to add to a shortcut? You add a shortcut to your home screen and you just tap on that. And I have mine on my home screen. And what I did was I moved it to my dock area. So it's right there in the dock to where it's there. If I wanted to come in here and manage my passwords or do something of the sort, I just tap on that and saves me time from having to go to that system and settings. And then we keep going. On device encryption. And this is the one that it's talking about. Now on device encryption, like we said, it's gonna be locally. Um, on your device, but let's go to where we can learn more and I'm going to let it read so we have a little bit of understanding of what's going on here. So we're going to go down to where it, say, uh, where it says setup. For added safety, encrypt data on your device before it's saved to Google Password Manager. Okay. Learn more. Setup button. And if I tap here on the setup button, it's going to take us to that screen to where we can see how it works. Progress on device encryption. Web view. Okay. I'm going to move my finger down. Take control of your password encryption. Heading one. Learn more about on-device encryption. Link. Now, this is where I would like us to take a listen to because it's important so that we understand the differences between encrypting it on Google and encrypting it locally. So I'll tap here and open up this link where we could learn more about these uh, two methods of encryption. On-device encryption. Get started with on-device encryption. Heading one. And I'm just going to tell it read from here. How on-device encryption helps protect your data. Heading two. A great way to think about data encryption at Google is to think about locking your valuables in a safety deposit box. You lock up your valuables, and the bank looks after the key. What does encryption mean? Heading three. Encryption is just a way of making the info you save to Google more secure. Using a unique key, your info is made impossible to read by anyone else. Then, the only way to read the information is by unlocking it with the same unique key. Password and passkey encryption at Google. Heading 2. When you save a password or passkey to Google Password Manager, it gets scrambled encrypted using a unique key. How it works. Heading 3. Once your saved data, like a password or passkey, is encrypted, Google locks it in a secure place until you need it. When you need to use a password or passkey, Google Password Manager unlocks it for you once we know it's really you. What it means. Heading 3. This type of encryption means that you trust Google to hold the key and keep your data secure. On-device encryption and your data. Heading 2. With on-device encryption, you lock up your passwords or passkeys with Google Password Manager, but you take the key with you instead. This means that only you can see your data. Just keep in mind that if you lose the key, you could lose your data too. How it works. Heading 3. Once on-device encryption is set up, you can use your Google password or the screen lock for compatible phones or tablets to unlock your password or passkey. What it means. Heading 3. This type of encryption means that only you have the key to unlock your data, like passwords or passkeys. Things to consider. Heading 3. Just remember that if you lose the key to your data, you could lose your passwords and passkeys too. The difference between on-device encryption and sync passphrase. Heading 3. On-device encryption and sync passphrase increase the privacy of the data you sync to Google. 
On-device encryption applies to your passwords and passkeys only. Sync passphrase applies to all of the data that you sync to Google via Chrome. On-device encryption lets you set up multiple ways to lock and unlock data, like your passwords or passkeys, making it less likely you will lose access to your data. With sync passphrase, you choose a phrase to lock and unlock your data. You will lose access to your data if you forget your sync passphrase. Learn more about how to keep your info private with a sync passphrase. Linked. Period. Android. Tab. Selected. Computer. Tab. iPhone and iPad. Tab. How standard password encryption works. Heading 2. Today, your saved passwords are encrypted while they're sent over. Okay, so I just stop there though because there's a, a, a bunch of stuff uh, going on here and we, we could go on and on, but uh, I just wanted to make sure that we understand the differences between the two. That is the one that is stored on Google and is encrypted as scrambled as it described it and versus the one that is stored locally on your device. And so, like it says, one needs to take um, note of what that means, because if you forget it, then you are toast, right? <laughs> you are toast because uh, only you have the key. And so don't lose that key. I remember when I was a kid and uh, I lost a key to one of my stuff. We had to break that container that I had saved my stuff in because I was playing outside. I had no idea as to where I left the, those keys. So that's exactly what this is. So we think of it as having a physical key that only you have access to that place. And so that's the difference between this and versus the one that say, hey, I forgot my password. And Google could help me recover it or whatever because I have that. But so that's what I was talking about here in the settings. But then another thing I want us to look at and maybe we'll talk about is the uh, 23 declined sites and apps. Now, this is the one that, for instance, if you have um, an app that you have saved or have not saved, you can remove or delete them. And so I got 23 apps that I chose not or 23 sites, I should say, that I chose not to have my uh, passwords stored for those sites. You've chosen not to save passwords for these sites and apps. And I got Learn, add more button. Add more. That is, if you want to add the ones that you want to uh, not have your access or have access. www.bestbuy.com enlist. So see, I got Best Buy on here. John, I'm sorry. I know you like Best Buy. Um, I opted not to save my <laughs> password to Best Buy because for instance, <laughs> I, I definitely have mine saved. I'm I log in there a lot. I don't yeah. want to type that thing over and over. I know you're a big Best Buy guy. I, I'm not. I think yeah. I only got maybe a few things from Best Buy. Uh, so I just thought it was not necessary for me to uh, store my password on the Best Buy login. Uh, but so this is the message that you hear whenever you go to log in into a place, a uh, website, and Chrome would ask if you want to save your password or not. And if you want it to, you could say yes, save, or not to save it. And so Best Buy happens to be one of those that I did not save. And to the right of each of these is the delete. So for example, if I move my finger to the right, delete button. And if I tap on that delete, Hi, I'm deleting Best Buy from the list. Uh, so, uh, guys, let's talk about these things. And that's the, the settings that 
that we mentioned. And now I just went back to the main area because we have other things here that we'll talk about. Account.samsung.com. You know, so here was in my preamble, you see all the different um, apps that I have in my, I got maybe over 300 apps. You can go in here, tap on those things and go edit them or whatever. But that settings where I just returned from is what we're talking about today. And how important is this to you guys? What's quite interesting, I think, about the Google one is obviously you have the Chrome element to it, which is saving passwords for websites which is obviously cross-platform in terms of the google password manager that does more than that so when it's saving passwords for apps how cross-platform is that can you get that on other operating systems or are you limited to the chrome functionality do we think so Let's say one has uh, Firefox, or let's say you have Microsoft Edge. Um, one could just import those, though, but I think that would only be the way to do that if you're not going to be using uh, Chrome as your default browser, because you know everybody yeah. has a preference. Some people like to use Chrome exclusively, and some don't. Um, you have multiple browsers. You have Firefox. You have um, God forbid, Internet Explorer. <laughs> I don't think anyone uses yeah, don't, don't use that, guys, if you still have it. Like, seriously. But, but, you know, in reality, a lot of blind people seem to be hanging on to that Internet Explorer. Yes, once upon yeah. a time, it was the most uh, blind-friendly uh, browser, so to speak. Uh, but times have changed. And if Microsoft itself is saying, please and please do not use it, and actually tries to hide it, then I think time has come to say goodbye to that baby, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm thinking more of passwords for apps than passwords for websites. So the non-Chrome element of that password manager will save your credentials, I don't know, for a Zoom, for a, I don't know, maybe an email client. How much of that uh, do we think is cross-platform? Uh, a lot of that is cross-platform uh, because let's take, for example, you know, say you, you have an app, and I'm I'm going to use an app that is out of the norm, uh, maybe the BART app here in the States. You know, John, you know what BART stands for? I never, I know it's like uh, Braille, Braille audio, uh, or whatever. I have no clue. I don't know uh, either. I, I've, I've <laughs> actually not even used it before. Is it, is it, is it bloody annoying reading, Dross? You can edit that out if you like. <laughs> <laughs> it has to do with Braille audio, and I just don't remember what the RD stands for. Braille audio, really, Dal? Uh, something no. digital or whatever. No. I have no clue. No, but not really, Dal. <laughs> but so, for example, every app has that web view, so it makes it cross-platform, yet in the same breath, I think that still stores uh, on on Chrome because of the web views. You know what I mean? So if you really don't want to do that, then you have to do that on-device encryption. Um, but then one has to always be sure that they have the keys to the castle. You guys have yeah. lots of castles there in London. Um, I don't think you want rats coming in and playing freely in there, do you? 
That's right. I, I was thinking the reverse, that you would want it to do that, because obviously some of the third-party uh, password managers are properly cross-platform for apps, not just websites as well. So it's good that we think the Google password manager can achieve the same thing. There's also, or there certainly was, a Samsung one as well, uh, but I haven't played with that recently. So maybe they've... Uh, stopped that now because i just looked in settings while you were talking and i couldn't find anything about that but that might be me <laughs> but um so samsung actually has its um password settings in a different uh, section of the settings it's under general management that's how you get to passwords and autofills is a very weird place to put it yeah it's not in this with the um accounts like it is on pixel devices Ah, because that's where I looked, and I thought, oh, it's not there. Maybe they're not doing it. So they are still doing it. Um, so I think I've mostly been using the Samsung one, because that's the one it's just asked me, do I want to do a password? And I said I did. Um, but that could be a bit of a pain if and when I buy a phone that's Android and not Samsung, couldn't it? So. <laughs> You should be able to export your passwords. Most password managers will let you do that. As Warren says, how easy it is then to import them can be a little bit variable, but you shouldn't ever be in a situation where your passwords are kind of locked into one thing. I'd be amazed if the Samsung password thing didn't let you export. Yeah, yeah and I think also, I think the settings and everything would be pretty similar. And from what I remember when I last looked, they were quite self-explanatory. So I, I yeah. don't feel the need to go through them right now, to be honest. Um, well, one little tip I will give you. I, I got myself into a bit of a bind uh, the other week because I had two password services coming up uh, because I tried uh, a third-party uh, password manager called Bitwarden, which is uh, open source and free, I think, but does does use the same age capture thing that Discord uses, which uh, we've discussed on the Telegram group before. Um, but but essentially, it was annoying that they that Chrome and Bitwarden were popping up over each other. So I, I I deleted all my passwords from Chrome on one device, only to discover that something has gone wrong with the Bitwarden import. And then I'm in a bit of a bind, obviously, because I might have lost all my passwords. If you ever do that in Chrome, uh, particularly if you have more than one device, the critical thing is not to do anything with that second device, which is syncing. You can save yourself, if you are silly like I was. What you do on the device you've used to delete all your passwords is you sign all your devices out of Chrome. Then you turn on one of your second devices, which can access Chrome, and you sign back in again. And obviously, it's going to sync it from your second device, the one you've just signed back in, because that's what it thinks you want. If you didn't do that, if you deleted all your passwords by mistake on your first device, sign in on your second device, it, it's going to sync and you're going to lose all your passwords. So if that ever happens to you and you've used the device to delete all your passwords, sign everything else out on that one device where you deleted everything. Just, just a tip. I didn't lose everything, but uh, I nearly did. Store a backup. That's the other way of doing it. Because some people, I, I guess that would work, because some people won't have a second device, will they? Uh, 
No, no. I mean, I, I was thinking. So, see, so you can, you can, you can export your passwords regularly. Uh, also, don't, um, don't install Bitwarden. Basically, is probably. <laughs> well, it wasn't a Bitwarden issue. It's having two password managers. I think it would have been the same with LastPass or Dashlane, if I'd had. Yeah, but you active. don't really need it if you've got Chrome, do you? Well, this is, my, this, is my, this is my point about how genuinely cross-platform is the Google Password Manager, because it's fine if it's browser-based. Obviously, the browsers are cross-platform, but if you have pass apps with passwords, then is it as cross-platform as some of the other pa password managers? Looks like it might be. Well, to be honest, I mean, most of the time when I've gone onto Zoom or something on a different phone, I've had to log in again. Um that's what the I'm saying, but the third-party password manager wouldn't have made you that. You could have done it from there. Oh, really? Yes, that's what they're for. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so, for example, like, if you have LastPass, and I used to use LastPass, you can go into your phone settings and set that as your autofill and password manager. You don't have to use Google's. And this way, if you're on Chrome, you could have the LastPass extension installed. If you're on Edge... Uh, Firefox, you could have the LastPass extension installed on all those places, and then you could have access to all your passwords, um, you know, if, no matter what platform you're using. You have to pay for those, though, don't you? Things like LastPass and stuff. How about them are free? Yeah, well, I think LastPass last now you have to pay if you want to use it yeah. on, like, multiple, like, if you want to use it on a phone and a computer, you do have to pay for it, but I think there are other options out there as well that are free a lot of them are limited if you're not paying and that was one of the reasons why i wasn't using dashlane um, and besides it would only limit you to x number of apps but then because of the outcry from people they decided to now okay you can have unlimited but you only have it on one device if you are using the free one or else you have to pony up um, whatever, uh, was it $40 a month, uh, a year or whatever to, which is not bad to have that cross. Yeah, it isn't bad. A month would be extortionate. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. That's on sale though, if you get them on sale or else it's, it's, it's more expensive than that. But I, I think that what happens in general is that if one has the ability to, uh, you could do that. And nowadays, frankly, if Google is doing the same thing with most of this, um, I just see no use for me as a personal preference to be paying when I'm having the same feature. And so for me, right now, I'm one of those that just use my Google one. I have a Dashlane subscription that I had, and I just, I'm not renewing it anymore. We had some problems, and they could not see that I paid for it, and yet Google was charging me uh, from the Play Store uh, every year. And so I just, I'm like, hey, just cancel. And then they came back, oh, we saw what happened. We could give it to you for less. I'm like, nah, I'm done with it. Well, yeah, I did the already, same thing. Well, you've already paid for your phone, haven't you? So if Google are going to give you something for free, like, why not use it? I mean, I use it on Chrome on my um, computer as well. Um, so yeah, because Chrome's Chrome on the computer is quite a nice browser now. And it, one of the things I really like about Chrome, it's not related to the password thing, is if you have to go to a website in a different language, it, you can press well in Windows anyway, Shift F10, and you can choose the translate option, it'll translate quite a lot of it for you. 
Um, and that's really handy if you if you have to if for some reason you have to go to a website that isn't in English. Um, but yeah, that's 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 an aside. But um, it, it's I think you can do that on the <laughs> phone as well, can't you? Get Chrome to translate the the page for you, which is cool. I think a lot of them, um, most browsers would let you do the translation. But I think what excites me. Oh, I'm not me... sure. I'm not sure they do, actually. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure that I Firefox think, and Edge uh, do, unless it's new and that I haven't just haven't played with it. Yeah, Chrome I was certainly Firefox the first does, to do. No? I don't know. I don't know. It might do now. I haven't I'm used it much really. I'm surprised if they didn't. I, I haven't checked. Mm. But... <laughs> but I, mean, like I know, I was that, I know saying... that's, a bit, that's a bit of an aside from passwords, I realise, but it's it's a nice thing I like in Chrome. Well, it's a good feature. It's absolutely yeah. a good feature. Uh, but what I was trying to say is, um, and it's still quicker to use a password manager, but it, but if you're not comfortable with it, come up with a strategy for creating a password. And I mean, I don't mean set an easy password, but so you could you could have a situation where part of your password relates to the site you're logging into, the middle bit is a bit of personal information you're content to put in the pa uh, in the password and the end of it is a few special characters they call it a portmanteau approach to password constructions and if you keep the middle and end bits the same and vary it you know you choose what those are obviously and then you have the first part which relates to the the website it means that none of your passwords are ever duplicated they're quite hard to guess, but they're really, really easy for you to remember if you're not content yet to have your passwords stored anywhere. So, so there are other ways uh, to do passwords than uh, just using a password manager. The other thing about password managers as well is you can have them generate their own uh, uh, very strong passwords because you never have to remember them. So I guess almost... But then if you have to use something that isn't compatible with that manager, it's a real pain in the bum because you can't yeah. remember what it was. <laughs> but, but that's why you choose a cross-platform password manager. So Yeah, that, I, that I actually do both. I So I do have my own like system of uh, making passwords. So I, if I had to like remember a password for a certain service, I could come up with it. But it's still easier to just like paste it in there or have it have the pop-up ask you if you want to autofill so i, I don't I do use I the do exactly i don't use the i don't generate i don't use them to generate passwords although that would be much more secure but i'm just content with all my passwords being different and i i know nobody if they got two of my passwords they couldn't even figure out uh just they couldn't reverse engineer my <laughs> my method if you know what i mean so that's yeah. just the way i, I, I do, do exactly that uh, but I, so I, I, I do that. I create my own in the way that you do. But I also save them to my autofill. That's a really good idea, though. Having a password, like you say, with those three, three elements. I hadn't heard of that before. That's um, yeah. I'll have to keep that in mind. That's a fantastic idea. Yeah. Thanks, so for Ed. me, I usually use like you know phrases, but then I use the first letter of those phrases and come up with my password and of course putting in those special characters that I would like to be in there. So in that way, if I'm creating a, a password for, you know, waterways or whatever, <laughs> you know, so I could come up with uh, this is my waterways. Your Apple and Best Buy, you know, <laughs> Your Apple and Best Buy passwords. <laughs> my Best Buy <laughs> password. John's website, that's Best Buy. <laughs> 
<laughs> John, sorry about there that. There ain't bro. nothing wrong with Best Buy. <laughs> yeah, I that's like Best Buy. I no, I like Best shop, Buy. So I I, I've got went... a few things from there. You know, years back, I used to call it, or oh, people call it the Amazon showroom. So I'll tell Julia, let's go to the Amazon showroom and look at something and go buy it on Amazon. <laughs> you know, back in those days when the things were expensive, but. Um, I'm glad that Best Buy is now competitive in prices. And, you know, actually, a lot of times they'll match prices for you. So, yeah, they uh, caught on to what people were doing. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, don't, we don't have that they're here. Like, we, we don't like, have it'll Best be Buy. easier just to buy it here because we'll match the price. You don't have to look it up on your phone and wait for it to be delivered. Just get it right now. Exactly. exactly. And I mean, exactly. I used to call Best Buy Future Shop because, I mean, they used to own Future Shop. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I like Future Shop. But we don't yeah. have those here, do we, Ed? You, no, you no, must we have don't. Been I, I've only ever been in Canada, yeah. 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 Future Shop was only in Canada, and then Best Buy bought them out, and they moved in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I never heard of that until today. Yeah. They were good. I like Future Shop. Future Shop was amazing. Like, yeah, they, I, I honestly do believe that they probably had better prices than Best Buy, but. Best Buy, when they came in, they've got better competition rates. Future Shop didn't used to price match where Best Buy will. So in that regard, they're way better. Interesting. This is a complete tangent. The weird thing I didn't get about uh, Canada until I bought electronics there was, is there such a thing as final sale? So I bought this thing and it was a final sale and it went wrong and they said they wouldn't fix it because it was a final sale. Like, so, I don't think that can actually be a thing, folks. Normally, final sale is only on stuff that's been refurbished or renewed. You yeah, don't normally was. see it too frequently on anything else. It, it was. It was a refurb. Yeah. And I mean, at that point, you're basically buying it as is. You're taking all the risks. But there's still should be some type of warranty on that stuff because sometimes parts that were refreshed are faulty. Yeah. And it was from a main shop. Like it wasn't, you know, a, a Craigslist. It was like Fido, I think. Uh, oh, I, I persuaded them that yeah, this that's was not your problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did, I did win in the end, even though I was in the wrong legally and <laughs> technically. I did, I did manage to hold sway and say, you can't actually do this. I'm sorry. This is nonsense. Right. So they swapped out half of the device, which I thought was quite funny. They, it was a BlackBerry, and uh, part of it was my fault. I tried to install the screen reader, and I underestimated how big the download would be. So I bought some data, and it, it started to try and do something. I don't know if it must have been a smaller setup file that then downloaded something else. But the whole thing effectively bricked. Uh, and I went back, and they're like, yeah, final sale, bye. I'm like, no, not actually final sale, bye, folks. Uh, Damn. So they gave Which me, BlackBerry they gave, was that? Uh, one of the old ones. It was pre-priv. It was, and it was a ratio or whatever it was called, the thing that Humanware mm -hmm. wrote for them, and then they gave to BlackBerry. Uh, yeah, Orator was a Orator was, I mean, Orator, it wasn't yeah, bad, ratio, but it wasn't great. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Was it any good with the screen? It was actually was pretty solid. Like yeah. I used it on my, I used it actually on my curve that I had, and I actually really liked it. It was Symbianish, it, wasn't it? It was quite Torx-ish. Did it yeah. let you do all the things though, or were there some things that didn't? Yeah. yeah, you could go online and everything and get. Oh hell yeah! 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had, I found it worked the best when you didn't have a touch screen device, but mm. maybe that was just my experience, but it actually worked really well. Yeah, mine they, wasn't touch screen, it was QWERTY. They don't do Blackberries anymore, do they, or do they? They do, but Blackberries Blackberry phones Android are now, now actually owned by TCL. Are they are they Android or do they still have their the, own? They um... are Android. Oh, that sounds better. Oh, uh, yeah. BlackBerry has been on Android since they released the Priv, and that I believe the Priv and the Key Ones were the last Android devices that um, Research in Motion or RIM actually produced before they sold the mobile phones line over to TCL. Yeah, I actually had the key one. It was a nice little I, phone. Yeah, like I, I actually liked the look of it. I'm it was just a little too small for my liking. It, it, my favorite thing about it was that it had a a voice input key on the physical keyboard. So yes. <laughs> like that was <laughs> I used that so much. They, they I actually programmed back. it was but, talk was that back thing? on those. Mm. Yeah, they did, because it, it ran Android. You don't hear about them really anymore, though, do you, Blackberries? Well, they're no. gone. No, it's no longer mm. in existence. And oh no, um, they're still in existence. They're produced by TCL. No, 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 Cam. They're not. TCL doesn't do it anymore. Um, that's why the guys in then Texas... why did they just recently release something under the BlackBerry entity? No, listen. Here's what's going on. Uh, there was a company here in Texas that wanted to, uh, you know, take take it over. I don't remember what that thing was. And, you know, people were hyped about it. And then um, I think it was early this year, they finally said uh, it's not happening. So now BlackBerry is gone for good. And they actually sold a lot of their uh, patterns to, like Lazarus, you know. They're gone for good. Like Rim, yeah. Rim died. They came back. They came back again. Well, Rim actually never did die. They just closed off their um, the mobile product side. They've... They maintained on their security platforms the entire time. Yeah, but the phone is gone. It's gone with the wind for sure. It's I'm intrigued because I, <laughs> I did recently see stuff that TCL still had all the patents and ownerships. So I'm, I'm going to have to go look at that because... No, no, TCL's done with them. That's why they now do their own. The last one they did for them was back in 2018. And that was the uh, key two. They can shame. I, I, I want a phone stuff. with the QWERTY keyboard, so that's a shame. Uh, the older black, the, the you new can still find them and anyway. buy it if you yeah. really wanted it. And I think what some people like about it is that you can use some of the keys to program it for launching your email or WhatsApp or Telegram or whatever app that you wanted. I think those came in very handy. Yeah, that and, was nice. That's yeah. a very good feature that they have. And yeah, uh, but might they wouldn't well be up to date anymore. App. Quality keyboard. It, does the Titan have a QWERTY keyboard? I've not used it, but yeah, it does. Yeah, that would that would be one. Yeah, that is up to date. That's kind of expensive for what it is, but yeah, uh, some but people swear by it. Yeah. yeah, we still have a lot. Uh, not a lot. We still have a few of those things on Android, and I think that's the beauty of it. Because frankly, folks, not everybody's going to be able to use that touch screen we've said this again and again and i'm glad to see that we still have things of this nature for people who cannot under any circumstance use those touch screen devices and so 
I'm, I'm or just somebody like me who just might like to have actual keys to type on because I'm a very quick typist with a real keyboard. Exactly. Uh, I think the one that I used to have difficulty with was that T9 uh, on the Symbian, but I, I finally got. Oh, I did. Know, I love that. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's one of those things that one needs to get used to, but we still have a few of those, and um, I hope they keep uh, on and staying alive, so that people who need choice, and that's why stuff like the blind shell, uh, blind shell, and that smart vision also come in for some of our blind brethren that cannot just use the touch screen phones. And here's where give me an stay, 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 staying alive, staying alive. Yeah. I was just thinking of that. Excellent. <laughs> Still, yeah, uh, that totally got stuck in my head. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't get it out of your head. Don't say okay. that. That is also a song that gets stuck in my head so damn easy. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're probably we, done on password managers. Yeah, we, we were talking about passwords. <laughs> Some some little time ago you were. I don't think it's it's just so boring. <laughs> I like password managers though. Yeah, I like them too. And everybody seems to be having having those as well. You know, Microsoft having its own. You have that Samsung Pass. So everyone has a password uh, manager. Firefox has it. The problem is some of them want to charge you for it, and it's just. Um, but I think I like what uh, the big guys are trying to do, that um, password-less um, signing in. I think that's the best thing to do. All this password, man, it's like back from the medieval uh, ages. It's time we, we change that. I, I hate this idea of trying to you know, sign in with a password. Maybe we do a cousin episode to this one day and look at the different authenticator apps and what they're for and what they do. Yeah, we'll we'll get to those, and so next week we'll be looking at how autofills work, and um, you know if you get a handle on that, it, it comes in very easy. So we'll see how those give you a sneak are. preview of how autofills work. They fill things automatically. Exactly. It's a little bit of an etymological uh, uh, clue, but I have I have probably given a little spoiler to next week's yeah. episode. Feel <laughs> like a spoiler empty. alert. There's, there's an auto-empty as, as well in the bath and the sink. It's called a plug hole. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, Warren's router got unplugged as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, ha- I had to. I had to. Uh, fill my cup, that's all. <laughs> what acoustic. <laughs> Excellent. And we close with a tip of the week from John Dyer, uh, who shows us how to uh, find out what song is playing using the Google Assistant. Today I'm going to show you how you can use Google or Google Assistant to detect songs. I'm going to show you three different ways and two of the methods involve using widgets and the third involves using Google Assistant. And this is for if you're in a situation where you're hearing a song and you want to know who it's by either you're watching a movie or you're out in public and you hear a song playing and you just want your phone to detect that song for you and tell you who it's by and what the title of it is. So first I'm going to show you how to do it with the basic Google search widget. If you have a Pixel phone and you're using the default launcher, then you're already going to have this 
widget permanently on your home screen. But if you are using a different launcher or a different phone, I'm going to show you how you can add it. So it's different for each phone, but on my Galaxy phone, I'm just going to long press on the home screen. Page two of three. Themes, button, widgets, button. Then I'm going to find widgets near the bottom right. Widget, search for widgets. Then, voice search. I'm going to do a voice search for widgets. Google. One UI home. Home. Google, search for widgets. Clear edit box. Collapsed. Google, three widgets. Expand. Double tap to expand. Expand it. So I expanded the Google widgets and at a glance, three white by one high. Search, four white by one high. I found the search widget. I'm going to bring up the actions menu. Actions. Add to home screen. And add it to home Item screen. Item added to home screen. Added to home screen. Home. Page two of three. Swipe left or right with two fingers to resize. Detected. Okay, so now. Search. Double tap and drag to move. Google search. I'm just going to put the widget in focus. Google search. Voice search. And I'm going to find the voice search button. Now when I double tap on this, it's going to start listening to me. But if you swipe right a couple times, you'll hear something called recognize song. So I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to play a song for a few seconds. Speaking to tap to start song recognition. As you can see, signed in is John. Yellow card miles apart. Search. I found the artist and the title of the song. So that's one way you can do it. I'm going to go back home. Home. Voice search. I'm going to get another widget. Page two of three. Settings button. Widgets button. So I'm going into the widgets Widget page. Search for widgets. Voice search. I'm going to search for Google again. Google. Oh, Google. Search clear edit box. Collapsed. Google. Three widgets. Ex expanded. Now this time I'm going to look for one called. At a search. Sound search. One white by one high. Sound search. Actions. Add to home screen. Can I add it to the home screen? Add it to home screen. Home. Page two of three. Now this is simply a one by one widget the size of any app that you can just press to get directly to the song recognition feature. I'm going to put it in focus. Sound search. And I'm going to double tap on it and play a different song for a couple of seconds. So as you can see, signed in is Jimmy Eat World the Middle search. I found the song again. So I'm going to go home again. Home. Sound search. Now this third method you could do from anywhere and it just involves Google Assistant. All you have to do is simply ask Google what's playing and it'll automatically bring up the song detection feature. So I'm going to go ahead and do that now. What's playing? Space. 
That's RJA Fall 2012 Tour Vlog 3 by the Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. So as you can see, there are three ways to detect songs. And just to add to this, these will detect the exact song if the exact song is playing, but if you want to go ahead and sing a line from a song or whistle a tune or even just say lyrics, all three of those might work. Google will do its best to try to tell you what song you're trying to imitate or what the lyrics belong to. So that's three different ways you can bring up this song recognition tool, which is very powerful. So thanks for listening. I always love demos that put Google pixels in the shade. Who needs now playing when you've got uh, several ways to do it that, 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 that don't involve that? Yeah, although now you... playing does have its advantages. I, I liked having like the history there and just being able to know like I can go back and if a song was playing at some point during the day, I didn't have to actually pull out my phone and initiate it. It, but I could have like a list of everything at her. So, I mean, some people find that a little bit creepy, but I liked it. So that's one advantage. But yeah, you can do all of this on any Android phone. I would like that because actually, like you say, that then you wouldn't have to sort of refine what you were. Yeah. So then Austin, how do people get in touch with us? So people to locate us, they can email us with their questions or feedback or comments or recording submissions to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. They can browse our website, blindandroidusers.com. Check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash blindandroidusers. Subscribe to our mailing list, blindandroidusers, plus subscribe at groups.io. The links for Telegram and Twitter Clubhouse will be in the show notes with all the other links. So that is it from us this week. That's it from us this week, folks. Uh, see you next week. Say bye to the nice people. Bye. Goodbye. Later. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to another clip from the Blind Android Users channel. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you're notified of every new material that we upload. Thanks again for listening to the Blind Eye.